What I want us to focus on over the next, um, say, 10, 15 minutes is what, uh, what, what the Bible tells us, because that's where we get the truth from, what the Bible tells us why we celebrate Christmas. And I want to start in Philippians chapter 2, and I, I don't know, I've never been in church on, on a Christmas Eve service or a Christmas service and uh, had the, 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 the pastor say, open your Bibles for our Christmas message to Philippians chapter 2. So we like to do things a little different, so I figured, hey, why not? But I think here in Philippians chapter 2, we get a really cool story. You like cool stories, right? Yes. Do we like cool stories? Yeah. We get a really cool story. We get a, re a really good picture of what Christmas is all about. So let's read. Uh, we're going to read um, verses 1 through 8 to start with. It says, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And I think this goes right along with what we're doing after service today, but it says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. I love that because it says this is yours. You can have this. You should have this. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not, account, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So let's look at this. I, I think that we heard in there, hey, Braden, did you hear what it said there? It said that he was born, right? Jesus was born in the likeness of man. He was born in the cradle, or as we call this, in the manger. He was born here, and I think that if we're going to celebrate Christmas, what we need to focus on, it, and this is all set up for a reason, like we have it right here. Because I think as we, as we step back and as we look at the stage, we can see the cradle. But what's in the background? The cross. Because Christmas is all about we look to the cradle, but the cradle does this. It points to the cross. Well, too often what we do is we, we focus on little baby Jesus, eight pounds, six ounces, little baby Jesus and golden, golden fleece diapers, right? That's what we have a tendency to focus on is just baby Jesus. But what we have to understand is this was so that could happen. We don't need to let that, that, we don't need to let that just like pass on by. Like uh, we, we, we celebrate and we're joyful in, in the, the, um, the, the Christmas season because we get presents and everything. No, we're, we celebrate and we're joyful because, like Linda said, we have hope in eternal life now. And it's because of the, the cradle that points to the cross that we have hope. As we read this, I, I love the, the, uh, how, how Paul writes here. Because in, in my mind, um, right after verse 8, I, I think that, that, that there should be like a, um, a pause. Because verse 9 goes into it, it says, therefore. But before that therefore is there, I, I think that there's that time of reflection in there. 
And that time of reflection, I want to insert another scripture in, into, that, um, into this paragraph here. And that other scripture comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So keep your finger in Philippians, and we're going to go um, to the left over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And in verse 3, it says this. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. So this is Paul. He's talking to a church here. He's saying, I delivered this of first importance that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So, so let that kind of sink in and, and think about that in, in the context of what we're talking about um, in Philippians chapter uh, 2 here. Because in Philippians chapter 2, it says that um, he was born in likeness of men, and he was found in human form, and he humbled himself. He humbled himself, which this is a, an interesting part or an inter interesting fact. His humility started from here. Like, like, like Kurt said, it was when the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, stepped off of his throne and stepped into creation. He stepped into this, this space-time continuum that we know, and the way in which he stepped into it wasn't that he just bursted out and, and had a, a, a mighty, um, a spectacular entry. No, he, he came humbly, and he came in the manger. So when, when we see this, it, it says here that his obedience started from from the cradle, but his obedience took him straight to the cross. So when we're celebrating Christmas, we need to, to keep in mind, and, I, and one of my professors he, um, uh, said this, that it's from the cradle to the cross, all right? Christmas is about the cradle to the cross, but it doesn't end there. That's the beautiful part. It goes on to say in uh, verse 9, it says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So, so think about this when we're, when we're talking about this. The, the cool story is that it, it's, it's the cradle that points to the cross, but it ends up at an empty tomb. Let that kind of sink in. That, that, that's where the joy and the hope and the love and the peace comes from. Because we have the, 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 this, this Savior who has stepped down, this God who is, was, was distant, but he's now come near to us. And, when, and since he's come near, he has pointed, he has given us the way. Because Jesus says what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Because... It, it all started, and this is how we started out Advent. It all started in the garden, right? It all started with the promise. So when we look at the, the cradle, it's a fulfilled promise. It's a promise that the God fulfilled, and the way in which he fulfilled it was not in the way in which anybody thought it would be. But as we understand this, this celebration of, um, of Christmas... The celebration of Christmas. And when we say celebration, this is not... We watched uh, Santa Claus last night. Santa Claus 2. 
We watched Santa Claus 2 last night. Anybody seen Santa Claus 2? Yeah? How many of you watched it last night? Yeah, okay. So some of you remember the celebration of the, 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 uh, the staff faculty party when it first started out. Um, at the school, everybody's kind of standing around looking at each other, just being bored out of their own mind. That's not a celebration. A celebration is something that is filled with joy and expectation and laughter. I understand that Christmas is sad for some people, but this should remind us of what is to come. Because of the cradle that was pointed towards the cross, we know that there's an empty tomb. And because we, as we've lit these four or five candles now, we understand that he's come once and he promises to come again. His promise was fulfilled by coming once and he said, hey, if I go to prepare a place for you, you better believe I'm going to come back and get you. So that's the, the, the celebration is, is the cradle to the cross with an, an ending or um, I, I like to say this, manifesting at the empty tomb. The cross is not the end. And I wrote this down, and I want you to hear me when I say this. You've got to think about this, because at first some people can be, well, that's kind of sacrilegious, but just listen. We do not worship. We do not worship. And when I say worship, I'm not just saying singing. That's part of worship. I'm not just saying the teaching, the gathering together. I'm saying everything about us. We do not live a life of worship because of the manger. And wait a second, Jesus came. That was the, 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 the most special gift we've ever been given. No, the most special gift that we've ever been given is salvation. Now, it, it came through the cradle. It came through the cross. We receive that because of the empty tomb. But we do not worship because of the manger. We worship because of the empty tomb. The Apostle Paul, also in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, if um, Christ has not risen from the dead, we are, my translation says, we're hopeless. We are without hope. Everything we do, he says, is in vain. But we know Christ has risen from the dead. That's why we celebrate Christmas. I, I don't care what um, America has made Christmas out to be. What Christmas is about, the meaning of Christmas is celebrating the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. So as you, as you come together with family, as you, as you will with friends, as you go out and, and you are going to deliver a meal, understand that yes, it started there. It started with the, the cradle, but it didn't end with the cradle. <laughs> The hope that we have goes all, well beyond that. So, the cradle, the cross, and the empty tomb. The cradle, the cross, and the empty tomb. If you don't hear anything else I said today, right now, Braden, remember this. The cradle, the cross, and the empty tomb. Because of the cradle, the cross, and the empty tomb, that is why we celebrate Christmas. It, it, it's not rocket science. It doesn't have to be super complex. The simplicity of God's plan is to believe. The, the Bible says that if we um, confess Jesus Christ with our mouth and we believe in his heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. That's why we celebrate Christmas. 
Don't let Macy's, you know, parade or whatever uh, thing, or, 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 or Santa Claus. Don't let Santa Claus be the meaning of Christmas. Does Santa Claus bring you gifts? Sure, Santa Claus brings you gifts. But God gave us the greatest gift. And that's what we're celebrating. So let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, uh, God, we thank you. Lord, we love you. God, we ask as we have, uh, in just these few minutes here, um, remembered and have been reminded of the truth of why we do what we do, why we face life. We face life because you faced death for us. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we ask as we celebrate, we'll remember the, the cradle, but we'll remember the cross and the empty tomb as well. And Lord Jesus, we, we, we thank you for what you've done, what you are doing, and what you will do through us. And we pray this all in your beautiful name. Amen.